Defenders podcast, the number one fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Mel. I'm Matt. Hail to the Emperor. <laughs> and I am Robin. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we got it right! Yay! <laughs> and we have a, a a special guest with us um, who needs an alliterative name. So even though it's not alliterative, I'm going to say the sultry voiced, mesmerizing Michael David. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Oh, it's not sultry voice, it's sultry toned. Sorry. Michael, oh, okay. <laughs> thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me on the least foggiest episode. <laughs> you, you picked it <laughs> without even knowing. Yeah, that was way beforehand. That worked out perfectly. As we said, though, it's obviously until Foggy is unfortunately killed uh, in next week's episode, episode ah. seven, uh, when they uh, when uh, Fisk repeatedly slams uh, Foggy's head in the hood of the car. I'd like to see it. And then drives around with him like some kind of crazy hood ornament. Oh. <laughs> so, Michael, you've already seen the entire show. I have seen the whole series, yes. Mm. <laughs> it is fantastic through and through. Me and Michael are winking at each other right now <laughs> with our shared knowledge. <laughs> cool. Um, Guys. Uh, what? What? Just saying. <laughs> Just <Gosh>. saying. <laughs> Me and Michael are actually messaging each other now. Can you hear the tapping? Gosh, I want to join the oh, club. Wasn't it, wasn't it great in that scene, Michael, in episode 10? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not really any sort of Daredevil news, I don't think, this week. All the news with Marvel stuff has been about Civil War because uh, there's been lots of set photos showing, which is pretty cool. Uh, but it's not really related to Daredevil, so who cares? Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, I saw I, the I, Avengers. I saw the Avengers movie. I liked oh, it better the first did. one. Yeah, I liked it better than the first one. I liked it better the second time I saw it than the first. But. Well, I I don't like origin stories in the first mm-hmm. Avengers movie, even though it's not an individual's origin story. It's the team's origin story. Mm-hmm. I like I like seeing a team and what they can do together, and you didn't get much of that in the first one. In this yeah, one, true. you got to see, you got to see tons of that, so I loved it. Did you yes. like the new team members? Yes. They, yeah, <laughs> I, well, whose cape do you like better, Thor's, Ultron's, or the Visions, Matt? Ultron had a cape. Uh, didn't he have a cape at one point? I don't know. Maybe I'm imagining it. I don't think so. Oh no, he was hiding under a cloak, and then he <laughs> kind of uh, suddenly like threw it off. It was like, ha ha! I'm a giant robot man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I liked I liked Vision and Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver, yeah. yeah cool. Or Pietro. What? It, no, which one's got Quicksilver? Which one's got Pietro? Uh, well, in in X Men: Days of Future Past, he was Peter because for some reason they wouldn't call him Pietro. Yeah, but one of them get, one of them gets the Quicksilver name and one doesn't. I'm not, I can't remember which one. Um, I don't know. I think in X Men they just called him the Maximoff Kid. I don't know if they. But then in a lot of the the promo stuff, they did actually call him Quicksilver, whereas for for um, Avengers, they never called him Quicksilver, probably because they, I don't think they're allowed to. I think they can just call them Wanda and Pietra. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah, I think that's it. Think Maybe we'll find out faster. in all the uh, all the other films that, that, that Wanda and Pietro will appear in after this one, Maybe. which I'm sure they both will. So, anyway, uh, should we get on with the episode? Yes. Okay. So this week's episode is condemned. Um, condemned. Uh, con- con- condemned, not condemned. <laughs> that would be a very different. You're trying to do it with your accent. Condemned. 
I'm down. She can say it properly. Yeah, what are you on about? I don't say condom. <laughs> Al- aluminium. Aluminium. <laughs> uh, this episode was written by Joe Pacat. Robert, you've destroyed my ability to speak. This I will episode start talking was now. written by Joe Pekaski and Marco Ramirez, future showrunner uh, of season two, Marco Ramirez, and directed by Guy Ferland. So, in our first scene, the police are trying to arrest Matt. It's directly where we left off in the last episode. Matt gets cuffed, but, but handcuffs are nothing to him because he manages to beat up all the cops, which is awesome. Do you think if they weren't dirty cops, he would have beat them up? You think he would have just let himself get taken in if they were not dirty cops? Well, he he, he kind of beats up Sullivan later, and he's not a dirty cop. Well, he um, didn't know at that point. He assumed everybody was. He tied him up with duct tape. That's pretty mean. That's going to hurt I, when they take it off. I think I think he was about to let himself be, be taken in because it wasn't until um, what that one cop went to kill Vladimir, that's when he fought back. Like, he was allowed like, himself to get oh, witnesses. Yeah, true. Yeah. I think he was probably... Yeah, going to allow himself to be. I mean, I would love to see what would happen, like, if he did get taken in and how, he, you know, they, he would have got out of it. Like, if maybe some people knew, but, mm-hmm. like, yeah. But he does manage to get out of it by doing that thing where you kind of jump over your arms and move, <laughs> like, break your arms, which is what would happen if I did it. Like, be. <laughs> he somehow pulls his hand out of one of the cuffs at some point, too. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how. Maybe you did that thing where you break your thumb and pull your hand out. How? Isn't that what you do? I have no idea. I'm just thinking of movie cliches. Yeah, at the end of it, he only has one cuff on. Yeah. Hmm. But then he must get the other, he he gets the other hand out of the cuff because then he uses the cuffs on Sullivan later. Yeah. He must take the key from one of the guys. I don't know. Maybe it's all his gymnastics training. He's able to slip out of cuffs. Mm. Maybe he not only trained in gymnastics. <laughs> Maybe he also trained at the Magic Castle. Gymnastics powers go. <laughs> uh, or maybe he's got like Mr. Fantastic bendy stretchy powers. <laughs> so no, we'll that, find out. That, that belongs to Fox. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So Ben Urich and his wall of awesome. What do you guys think? I. Use a post-it. <laughs> What's playing <laughs> cards? look as cool as playing cards. He only had his first aid kit nearby. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. Like, what's going on? Yeah, he can't afford paper on a reporter's salary anymore. It just seems like such a super villain thing to do. do yeah. Playing cards. He's bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Ben Yurik is bullseye, guys. You've guessed it. He's going to be in costume in the next episode. I think he's going to be the Joker. Guys, check your check. Warner Brothers. Checkered shirt, ah! He was wearing a checkered shirt. <gasps> I noticed this time. What if in the next episode he's wearing, like, a purple checkered shirt? Or, like, or like a green checkered shirt and a kind of purpley suit? You're like, oh, he's slowly turning into the Joker. And he won't stop smiling. <gasps> oh, no. That's terrifying. I don't think it'll be very obvious until he, like, has, like, Joker written on his forehead or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Deranged. I am the Joker. <laughs> Oh. oh, I forgot to mention in the last scene, um, I, I freaking, he grabs that cop's jaw and just oh, lands yeah. his face into the ground. Yeah. Oh, that, you know what that reminded me of was uh, American History X. Yep, that's what I oh, ow. He curb stomped him from a standing position, like with his hand. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he doesn't kill people. No I know. Way. Oh, I know. <laughs> But we get into that later where they're sort of like, oh, I don't kill people, I just watch them die. Uh, 
well, <laughs> you know, you are indirectly responsible for, or pretty much directly responsible for the, the cop's deaths later when they go into the tunnel with Vladimir. You know what I mean? He could have yeah. taken that gun away from Vladimir. He could have killed Vladimir. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Okay, Matt, whatever, whatever helps you sleep at night. Yes. Um, so Wesley and Fisk are in the car. We always get them in the car discussing Matt, but they just call him the mask. Um, anything from the scene? I like that they say that lying to Mad- um, Madame Gao is impossible. Because <laughs> she's yeah. got daredevil powers! <laughs> um, he's still... He's, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, please, no, go ahead. I think I'm probably going to respond to your point. <laughs> I was, was just going to say it's Kingpin, again, like, cowing to others. Like, he's, uh, like, afraid of Madame Gao. I don't like it. Yeah, see, that that's that's what I was saying. I was, I was thinking, like... Uh, He's not like cowering though. He's he's got to work with these people. He's got to make things work, and uh, he knows that if he lies to this woman, um, she's just going to send one of her uh, you know three blind mice into one of his ho- homes and blow it up or yeah, something true. like that. You know. Yeah, but she should be too scared to do that because he's the freaking kingpin. Not so yet. He's, he's not the kingpin be. yet. Yeah, he's not. He's Wilson, sure. Fisk. Well, he's Wilson Fisk at the moment, really, isn't he? He's, it's not even Wilson Fisk. kind of his he's origin the... story as well. Is it? Yeah. I, I assumed he was already the big boss of everything. Um, he's the big boss of lots of things, but not everything, <laughs> I guess, because he's boss of the cops. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, and Union Allied, maybe? No, wait, that's Owsley, right? Well, Owsley's the money man. Yeah. But Union Allied doesn't exist now. It's uh, been brought, you know, it's kind of under that other name now that Karen was investigating. But, yeah, um... And Al seems to control, like, the... Uh, was that whatever she's making in that factory? The Chinese heroine. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, I think he. I iPads. think Fisk respects her. And, and uh, yeah, they make iPads as well. <laughs> <laughs> At a very reasonable price. I think. I think Fisk respects her as well. I think maybe she is like. I feel like she. He doesn't really respect Owsley. He doesn't respect the Russians. He doesn't even really respect Nobu from what we've seen. But he respects Madame Gao. Why does yeah, he but- take her on a date? Oh, they'd be adorable. She's got like a sandpaper face. Now, would you <laughs> like to join me on a date? <laughs> we'll have the Zupa. <laughs> <laughs> she has not got a sandpaper face. I feel like She's that date really dry face. awkward. Would Why? be even more yeah. awkward. Be even more awkward. Because well, he, she would laugh at him the whole time. Yeah, yeah. she thinks Mandarin and he doesn't. <laughs> she'd just be, he'd just be trying to impress her the whole time and she'd just be laughing at him, like, maniacally. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like work. Also, she doesn't understand English, does she? <laughs> well, I think she does, but she can't really speak it. Mm. Maybe she just can't be bothered to speak it, because she's like, I'm Madame Gao. <laughs> I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm, Madame, I'm Madame Gao, fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Say my name. <laughs> she is the one who knocks. <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> oh, I want a mashup of Heisenberg <laughs> and Madame Gao. <laughs> <laughs> she have like a, a fight, like Who? an all-out Madame Gao and Wilson Fisk. What, like a ninja like, fight? Like a ninja fight. I want them to ninja fight. <laughs> can animate her like Yoda in the uh, news trailer. Oh yes, like like Yoda versus Count Dooku. <laughs> I like it. She's doing sideways flips and tumbles. Mm. I imagine she's like a master of like those hand fans. Oh, oh yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> Well, no, you're Ow. drawing. You must draw this. <laughs> she she hit me with the cool breeze. <laughs> <laughs> she slings out mini tornadoes at him. <laughs> <laughs> She's like the weather wizard now. What's going on? 
<laughs> she's turning into Storm. Oh, maybe oh, if she maybe if she takes some of her <laughs> maybe she takes some of her heroin she gains it's like his spinach. <laughs> throws needles at him. She takes she takes oh. some of her heroin and then she thinks she's a superhero and she's like rolling on the floor like ah, I'm fighting you. <laughs> now you're just making me think of Wolf of Wall Street where he takes the quaaludes and it's just lying on the floor going ah. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway. Uh, so in the next scene, Blake and Hoffman um, are investigating the explosions and they execute the remaining Russians. Uh, it's quite a quick scene. But uh, Matt is meanwhile carrying... Oh, God. oh, sorry. I just wanted to say, they're just nonchalantly shooting people in the head. <laughs> like, yeah, they're just like... Uh, I don't know. It's just it's funny how, like, super corrupt they are. It's kind of like just... Uh, there's just another day. Uh, I love I love them. I love Blake and Hoffman so much. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I just really love the two characters together. I just because <laughs> like in the in the scene in the interrogation room, like we said before, where they're like, "Whose turn is it?" They've lost track of whose turn because yeah. they've done this so many times. They're so they're so completely corrupted. I can't imagine them actually doing their job correctly ever. <laughs> <laughs> I assume they don't. Yeah. No, there's no way. They just spend the whole time just being corrupt. <laughs> they do. Um, Matt's carrying Vladimir to an abandoned building, uh, and he. And after, you know, Vladimir, I think at this point says that he, you know, Matt knows that he's going to have to kill him, and Matt says, "I don't kill people." And I think it's that point that Vladimir quite rightly says, "Well, you threw uh, that bloke off a building, and he ended up in a coma." And he's like, "Yeah, but he's still breathing." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. Semantics, semantics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then next we have uh, Michael's favorite scene, which is uh, Foggy and Karen arriving <laughs> at the hospital. Oh, Spider-Man. God, that was so bad. Like, he Why? Lines was so bad. It was. He, he just can't deliver his lines. It's so <laughs> stiff. And he, he does, oh. though. I understood what he said. No, he just, oh, yeah, you understand what he says, but you can't understand any emotion behind it. It's so I, stiff and... <laughs> I didn't understand what he was saying. Because when he said, I've, I hope this is not anyone's quote, but he said, I've got an elderly woman here. Matt had to correct me. I said, I thought he said, I've got an ugly woman here. And she's bleeding <laughs> bad. And I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> it's so ugly, take her away. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he can't. He I can't, can't miss, I keep mishearing everything he people say in the show. Intelligibly, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's just like take her to the ugly ward. But <laughs> 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 Peter with an ugly stick. <laughs> um, so we get in this scene as well. Claire comes and helps them, uh, and we also like to see the the head nurse. Obviously, talks to to Claire, and that's the same head nurse we saw talking to Ben, who said that her. Best nurse was out sick, which was Claire. Yay! Yay! She's my, I think she's one of my favorite characters on the show. Who, Claire? Yeah. Oh, the head nurse. I was thinking the head nurse. Not the yeah, head nurse. She's my absolute favorite. <laughs> well, lucky, lucky for you, Claire's going to go across all these shows, isn't she? Yeah, she's going to be... Well, she's signed up to appear in any of them, so I think she is going to be the connected tissue, apart from the fact she gets killed in episode 10. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. There better be a Robin and Mel in these shows somewhere because it's Claire and Matt thing all the time. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I told you. The little kid was called Robin in episode two. Madam Gal's first name is Melanie. Melanie Gal. <laughs> I can't wait to go on a date with Wilson Fisk. <laughs> it would be um, the most good date ever. <laughs> 
I love that Claire actually, you know, this is kind of uh, following up from her conversation with Matt in the last episode where she's returning to work and she just kind of tells her boss, like, yeah, I made a bad decision. Yeah. <laughs> regarding the quote-unquote car crash. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as soon as Matt it. calls, it's, she's right back into it again. <laughs> she like, does oh, think oh, about it, though, because he brings up and is like, hey, can you help me save the life of the guy that basically is responsible <laughs> for you being tortured? Yeah. She does at least think about it. She doesn't just go, oh, yes, Matt, anything for you. You know, she does kind of be like, uh, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah, what that's what I like. really liked about her. She's mm-hmm. uh, conflicted, and the actress is good. I'm yeah, like, yeah, she's great. How dare you? Anyway, so <laughs> we, well, you're pleased at this point because we realize that Foggy is bleeding. So Michael's obviously jumping up and down, doing a dance, hoping that Foggy's <laughs> yeah. going to die. He's going to die. He's going to die. Yay. Imagine it. It's Foggy. He's awesome. <laughs> he's a hero. He's a hero. Yes. He's, a, he's an American hero, Michael. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a hero. <laughs> he saved Mrs. Cardenas. <laughs> uh, so, in the next scene, Matt has rung Claire, as we mentioned. Uh, this is one of the scenes. Get ready Get ready with your ding, Robin. Ready? Oh, I'm always ready with my ding. <laughs> okay, get ready with your ding. This is one of the scenes that I know that Christine... Ding! ...at the other Murdoch papers... Uh, had some issues with it. I I do as well because Matt Matt's like the way they do Daredevil's senses or Matt's senses in the show tend to be quite consistent up to this point. But in this scene, he just seems to get magic powers I because she's like. Things. But how can he smell how many flares there are? Yeah, yeah that was strange. Because yeah. I've written it down. It's he senses what's around. So half a box mm-hmm. of nails. Okay, I don't know how he would know it was half a box and not a box. Okay, broken glass, fair enough, you might have stood on someone you entered, wood, you might be able to smell, duct tape, you yeah. potentially might be able to smell, roadside emergency kit, uh, okay, a lot of plastic <laughs> sheeting, fair enough, maybe it's moving in the wind, two flares, how does he know there's two? Yeah, because he, like, if he went over or something and, like, I don't know, did, like, looked around, like, quote-unquote, looked around, you know, in, in the way he does, then maybe he would have some more detail, but he doesn't. He's just like, she's like, how, are there any flares? And he's like, yeah, two. How? How do you know this? So it uh, kind of goes a bit magic at that point. I'm a bit like, oh. This is nothing in comparison to what happens later. <laughs> oh, in, in a tunnel? He, there, there is a scene later in this episode where Matt is looking out the window. Uh-huh. He is literally looking out the window. No, he's not. He's yeah, he's on. He stands up and he looks to look out the window. He's hearing <laughs> he's the window. Sure, but he's <laughs> looking out the window while he's hearing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think before this, though, there was a scene where uh, he wanted information and he leaned down real close and, uh, was it Vladimir? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's like, suck my dick, and I was oh, like, yeah. I just, I just wrote, what if he did? How awkward would that be? <laughs> 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 okay. Well, we know that Matt is extremely sexually active, so he might be up for that. Oh, uh, uh, okay. You'll tell me then. Okay. Vladimir's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> I didn't oh, I'm it. Doing up to it, man. <laughs> 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 Look, I've lost a lot of blood. I just can't right now. <laughs> that would be. Like, what's the deal? What's the deal here? The episode would take a real turn. <laughs> it would be like, whoa. That's for, the condom, then. That's for the Daredevil porn parody. <laughs> That's for your fan fiction you're going to write later, isn't it, Matt? <laughs> no, I never write fan fiction. Bye. <laughs> 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 um, so. 
You're cauterizing a wound with a flare. Ouch! This yeah. seems dangerous. Like, if you kept it on there too much, wouldn't that be just as bad as yeah, bleeding? Yeah, you'd like, destroy, you, like, the oh, herbs oh, and stuff, yeah. wouldn't you? Like, burn them away. Like, couldn't you, like, possibly go right through to, like, even, I don't know, gushier bits and then just everything <laughs> spill out? I don't know. But, <laughs> and like, the skin was boiling. It was gross. It'd be very hard to tell, especially if you can't see how long you're supposed to hold that on there. Unless he has a good sense of smell for... <laughs> How cooked human meat is, I don't know. Maybe he's a guy who likes his steak well done, so... Yeah. Maybe he hears the blood running out of him, so therefore Mm -hmm. he just cauterizes until he stops hearing the blood trickling. Yeah. Get over that flare. Because he's got powers. Yeah, super senses, guys. Alright, right. right. Like when he... He can tell the Russian is shining the light on him in the tunnel. (laughs) When he's like, why? He gives him a gun, and he knows he's pointing the gun on him because he has the light on him. Like, no, I it... think it's because he kind of isn't it that he he like cocks it or something. I thought. I don't know. He I can he feel. Just he can feel the light particles. <laughs> oh, it's like a bowling ball on my chest. All these light particles. <laughs> oh, or a bowling ball to the head, like in episode three. Oh yeah. Good <laughs> bunch. Anyway. The officers obviously hear the scream, or Officer Sullivan. Poor Officer Sullivan. I feel really bad for him in this episode. I never try to be a hero. I know. Aw. And he's only been on the job two months. And I think he's super brave in that he tries to, yeah, he tells the truth over the radio. I'm like, yeah, even though you've screwed up things for for Matt, good on you, Officer Sullivan. You're you're a hero. There should have been a little a little bit at the end of this episode that was just pictures of Officer Sullivan in this episode with my immortal pain over the top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Officer Sullivan. Um, rest in peace. Rest in peace. We hardly knew. <laughs> uh, what's in the next scene? Oh, so the police and helicopters are arriving, and Hoffman and Blake have taken over the entire thing, and then Ben Urich turns up to kind of mess things up for them. I love Ben Urich. Yeah, me too. Yeah, this this whole, like, uh, him being subtly threatened by, uh, you know, angrier, corrupt cop. Whatever mm-hmm. his name is. Uh, angrier, corrupt cop? Which one? Hoffman or Blake? The, the angrier one. The other one's kind of la- more laid back about being oh. total Oh, murderous. Blake. Yeah, yeah Blake's Stop the really that. angry one. <laughs> yeah, Blake, okay. Yeah, yeah. And Blake's the one who's obviously still got his arm in a cast because uh, Matt, you know, uh, beat him up last episode and stole his phone. That was awesome. That was so good. Um, so Wesley and Fisk are in their car, the car of exposition. Um, and they hear news <laughs> about Matt's location. Uh, and Fisk gives the go, is ready to give the go ahead to just take the building out. But Ben Urich is there. So obviously they can't. So Fisk says, oh, get all the media there then to cover everything. So I want everyone to see what's about to happen. Can we call that the exposition mobile from now on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or could we call it the exposition mobile? <laughs> <laughs> the exposing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mel. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I think she was listening. No. <laughs> She's playing with the cat or something. <laughs> what did you guys think Fisk's plan was at this point? How did you think Matt was going to get out of this situation? I don't know. I stopped paying attention when they were talking in the car. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're like, blah, blah, exposition, blah, blah. 
<laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> After your notes are drawings. Yeah, the notes are covered in drawings. Are they drawings of the same guy before you die? And then you hold your knife over There's, a, there's like about five cats and a chicken on my... <laughs> there's a guy... There's a guy who looks like he's from Schoolhouse Rock there. <laughs> junction, junction. What's the chicken function? because you've finally become a, a fully grown chicken now. Yes. <laughs> I'll answer your question. Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, I think that uh, I think that he was uh, bringing more cameras there because he was going to set uh, Daredevil up to look like he'd been killing everybody. Uh, okay. And, uh, yeah. I don't like the way that you think exactly like Wilson Fisk, Robin. I'm a bit suspicious <laughs> of you now. Well, he did see how the plan played out. <laughs> That's true. That I could true. be influenced. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Crazy. But no, I you know I figured that's why more media was going to be there. So yeah. it turns out they call April O'Neil. <laughs> Later on, when they go into the sewers, were you hoping that they would come between Ninja Turtles? I was. <laughs> <laughs> they get rescued last minute by Leonardo. <laughs> yeah, I was really hoping, but it didn't happen. Oh, that's in uh, the next episode. <laughs> when you find out that they dragged Vladimir down to their lair and resuscitated him with pizza. Oh! <laughs> awesome. Never see his body. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, police dogs show up, uh, Matt cuffs Sullivan and empties his, uh, Sullivan's gun, and instead grabs a stick, because he doesn't like guns. Why uh, doesn't he like guns? We don't know this, do we? Because they're, they're loud and noisy, and, and, uh, also they kill people. Yeah, not like throwing people off roofs. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't kill people. I don't think he cares about the killing people so much. <laughs> well, this He's is the scene where they discuss it, where it's like, like Vladimir says... You won't kill, but you'll let people die. And he's like, you'll get there. You'll be just like me. <laughs> Whatever. And then he sort of says a bit about how Wesley approached Anatoly and Vladimir first, just like he did with, obviously, with uh, Foggy and Matt. Um, and then promised that the police would look the other way and they would have um, access to the Chinese and their heroin. And then this proves in this scene that Matt literally knows nothing and has no plan because he's just like, they're involved with the Chinese. And he's like, you're an idiot. You don't know anything. <laughs> and he's so out. Of, I mean, I, I, that's one of the things I love about this episode is Matt is out of his, out of his depth totally. and he has no plan. And later on when he's talking with Fisk, Fisk is just basically like, you have no plan. This yeah. is why they all think that you've done all these things because you're running around in a mask with a hostage after some explosions, and you've just beaten up some cops, you know, it's like, I, I love it, I like that you are like, Matt, what are you doing, <laughs> you know? Yeah, Fisk pretty much owns him in that conversation, but we'll he get really to does. it. It's great, I love it. To me, this is obviously the episode, though, that will be the reason why he has to get a new outfit. Why? why oh. Because of all the trouble, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, figured it, I figured he would get a new outfit because he'd get really injured by a bullet or something, and he'd be like, er, Really? You know, so he could have some body armor, like Claire suggested previously. Uh, I, you know, it's funny because I I read Daredevil Yellow um, mm-hmm. this week, and uh, he I actually changes. I... Yeah, he he changes his costume to red because Karen likes red. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's the reason. Wow. It's like wow, that's nice. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, we do obviously get to see him in the yellow costume in the series before we see the red costume. What? Spoilers, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you that. You could be telling yeah. the truth. I have no idea. <laughs> I hope I have, you're telling Michael the truth. Michael just agreed with me. Michael yep. would not lie. I can't <laughs> imagine. I would. But Michael I can't would. imagine anybody. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say it was a scene where he was choking Foggy to death for annoying him. <laughs> 
<laughs> then he's like, oh, look at the blood dribbling from his mouth. I should be Daredevil Red. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody wearing a yellow costume in any of these live-action superhero things. That would look I, absurd. <laughs> I'm wondering Iron how they do Iron Fist, because Iron Fist yeah. is green and yellow. Green and yellow, yeah. But then he has had different costumes, like he's had white and yellow, but usually he has like some yellow in it. And also, Luke Cage usually wears a yellow t-shirt. That's so, fine. In modern age. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Mike Colts could wear a yellow yellow t-shirt and look pretty, pretty damn awesome in it, because he's a very handsome man. Uh, <laughs> um, so this is where they mentioned Leslie Shumway, who was the accountant for Al Capone, and Matt falls for the headbutt technique. I'm like, if he's yeah, if he's whispering and stuff, and he's like, oh, his name, his name. listen to his heartbeat, Matt. If he's genuinely passing out, you will know from his heartbeat. Don't fall for it because he's gonna headbutt you. Also, he's got like super hearing. Just focus a little harder. <laughs> you can hear road flares. You can hear this guy whispering. What was, what was the name he whispered? Uh, he whis- whispered something in Russian, but I don't think it was relevant. Are oh. you talking about yeah. Gordon Shumway? No, okay. he's talking about Leslie Shumway. I, I wrote down. Yeah. Oh. I don't I wrote down. I, I couldn't understand any of the words he gave Matt, so I hope Matt has a better understanding of this guy. Like, I he couldn't didn't, understand either. He didn't ask him to repeat any of them. If I was Daredevil, I would have been screwed. I'd be like, what was that name? Cause it's just, just, even, like, his, his English, like, I was like, is, I can't even tell if he's speaking English or Russian right now. Like, I, can, well, I couldn't differentiate. It's a combination of his, his accent and, like, all the blood in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just sounded like uh, the name was or something like yeah. that. <laughs> Oh wait, let's just let's give him the same evaluation we you guys gave Foggy. He must be a terrible actor. <laughs> you can't he understand him. But at least no, he's I dead. Didn't see his body revived by pizza. Gonna say it again, Michael. Exactly. <laughs> no, I don't I don't I can understand Foggy fine. I can't understand Matt Murdock at all. Uh, uh I, 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 I thought you were talking about Vladimir. No, and no, Vladimir, I am. Oh, yes, oh. Vladimir, but Robin just mentioned uh, Foggy. Foggy's fine with, like, the way he talks. He's just, like, it's just his delivery that's terrible. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> but yeah like, I never understand what Charlie Cox is saying. Anything that comes out of his mouth, he's usually just mumbling. <laughs> that's an effect. Yeah. There's <laughs> a good thing called subtitles, guys. I always listen, like, listen to the subtitles. I always read the subtitles because <laughs> I have bad hearing. Yeah, I listen to them like Daredevil. <laughs> How successful are you listening to the subtitles? <laughs> I, I put the screen blank, you know, like I put the subtitles on and then I close my laptop and then I listen to the subtitles. You can hear the pixels changing on your screen. <laughs> That's how good oh my, my, my hearing is. Awesome. You're better than Daredevil. I am. I'm Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Matt, Matt, what? That's so creepy. <laughs> Matt falls for the headbutt te- uh, tactic, um, and Vladimir's like, uh, and he falls through two floors, yeah. which looks really painful. Yeah. Like, ah. Uh, in the next scene, Karen and Foggy are in hospital, and Michael's happy because uh, Foggy's in, in a bed <laughs> with a stab wound. <laughs> Michael snuck into the episode and stabbed Foggy while we weren't looking. <laughs> Um, and they're trying to reach Matt on the phone. Um, Foggy reassures Karen, but um, shows that he's worried about Matt too because he tries to call him. And Karen kisses Foggy on the forehead. Aww. Oh, not cool, dude. That's the uh, friend zone kiss right there. 
That's yeah. what I wrote. It's like, mm. That's what I wrote. You're your little brother now. Well, she that later, Aww. right? She called Matt late. No, no, she doesn't speak to Matt in this episode. No, but I mean, uh, she called his phone and left a message, right? Um. So before Foggy did, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she was obviously, you can tell where her concerns lie. But Foggy's worried about Matt as well, because he, like, phones him up and is like, oh, you know, where are you? Because he's obviously worried, because it's his bro. Oh. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and Foggy bromance forever. There are things I cannot say. <laughs> <laughs> can't say bro? No, no, no. Future. I can say it because I'm English, and therefore it, it sounds completely natural coming out of my head. My, my head, my mouth, just like if I say dude, dude. Awesome, dude. Awesome, dude. Dude came out of your ear this time. Comes out of your random spots in your head. Yep. The words. That's how I listen to the subtitles. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if Karen left a message for Matt and said, by the way, I was on a date with Foggy, but we're just still just friends. And I gave him a chaste kiss on the forehead. It's okay. And when he was feeling my face, I was thinking about you every month. Yes. <laughs> she admitted everything. And he'll be like, oh, great. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yes. Uh, so Matt wakes up, and Vladimir is still alive, although he doesn't look great. Um, and then Matt hears his heartbeat stop, so he resuscitates him. This was gross. Yeah. There's like yeah. blood coming out of his mouth. It's like, Ugh. Yeah. What's it with people in movies and TV that with blood all over their face? Like, they don't ever try to wipe it off. They just kind of, like, sit there and let blood just be all over their face. I think Matt's more nothing. worried about the fact that he's, like, dying. He's laying there. He's he having can't a just messy do a little, face. Just do a little, you know, run his hand across his face, wipe his <laughs> mouth off a little bit. He doesn't, and he, have, just... he doesn't have napkins at his disposition. <laughs> <laughs> he should have some wet wipes in that emergency kit. And just a hand. Just, just a hand. It's like, ugh. No, he would just smear it, and then he'd look like a little girl who got into her mother's lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> or a <fucking> vampire. <laughs> oh. Maybe a vampire with no teeth, just guns. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and it's blood goes everywhere on the <laughs> Vladimir's taunting Matt that he uh, just he can't let him die, but Matt says he still needs info. Um, meanwhile, in the exposition mobile, Wesley and Fisk... Uh, <laughs> Wesley brings Fisk a radio, and then uh, the police are telling everyone to switch the radios to Channel 5. And this next scene is awesome! Where Matt's looking for a way out, he finds the, the old manhole, because he obviously hears the train, and then Fisk speaks on the radio. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello? To the daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those things that we saw like a kind of a sneak peek of in the trailer mm-hmm. that made me just. I, I mean, I love when it, the hero and the villain they don't actually get to see each other, but they're talking over. They they having a conversation over the radio. It's it's the whole uh, McLean and uh, Alan Rickman thing from Die Hard. It, I just love those. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so they can good. just taunt each other, but they're not actually fighting yet. I, I love it because I, I saw this obviously in the trailer as well, and I really thought this was going to show up later in the, the series after they'd met at least once. But this is like quite early on. We're not even, we're just under halfway through the series. And um, I love that this is their first confrontation and the fact that, you know, neither of them will say their name. And like you said, Fisk basically owns Matt in this in this conversation. And you can tell how frustrated Matt is with the conversation because... 
Fisk makes some good points, even though Fisk is evil, you know, he makes some actually good points. And you're like, yeah, you are running around without a plan like a maniac, you know, and doing all these things. And you you don't have a plan in of what you're doing. What did you guys think? Their whole conversation? Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. it. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it follows the numbers of a, of a conversation like this halfway through the series, you know, mm-hmm. the bad, bad guys got the upper hand and the good, good guys defiant and, I don't know, I liked it, but I mean, I, I wasn't surprised by anything that happened in it. Mm. Well, we see, meanwhile, while that's going on, there's obviously a sniper setting up on the rooftop. Yeah, I was, I didn't know what he was gonna do. But yeah, I think that enhanced the conversation, what happens afterwards. Yeah, yeah. It makes Fisk more dangerous. Yeah, because uh, yeah. we we don't know if he was going to... I mean, it looked like this sniper was meant to shoot Ben, mm-hmm. because obviously Fisk hates Ben, but, but obviously shoots Blake instead and then shoots two other officers. Um, so presumably he was going to shoot Ben. But yeah, it's just the fact that he can just take anyone down like, at a minute's notice, and then he sets sets Matt up for it is um, is scary, like how much range he had and there's a quote that he uh how much hold over you know the that area the, the hell's kitchen that this has there's a quote but i won't say it because it's awesome <laughs> uh, yeah yeah i like i like that we saw how much power he had you know mm. so claire sees the footage that's at- proper that's that's kingpin as i as as he should be will you be happy when we see him smoking a cigar and having a pimp cane matt <laughs> Yes. When is that going to happen? That's the a dirty dog. <laughs> no. <I'm> a dirty <laughs> dog. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that. That's in the next episode, Matt. Okay. He decides that if Matt can have a little stick, then Fisk wants a big stick, so he gets a pimp cane. Okay. What if he smokes the cane and walks on the cigar? <laughs> he's so shush. <sure. laughs> That'd be awesome. He's he's so badass and crazy that he probably would smoke his pimp cane. <laughs> I smoke diamonds. He <laughs> <laughs> puts diamond dust. Because he has a big diamond on the end of his cane, so he could smoke that. Because he's that that badass that he smokes diamonds. I don't know. Now is his cane a vanity cane, or does he need it to walk? Um, I think it's a vanity one because. I think it's part of the whole thing of you think he's this ginormous, obese man who probably needs help, you know, with the cane, with walking. But really, he's really um, fast and powerful in a fight, you know, and it's not that he's obese. He's just made of muscle. Plus, you can hit right, in the comics. With a diamond. Ouch. Exactly. Well, like he does in the Daredevil movie, you know, he kills the bloke, doesn't he, by hitting him over the head. Um, right. So Karen and Foggy watch the news and Karen recognizes the mask, the masked man from episode one. Mm. And Foggy is is skeptical that uh, the mask is a good guy. This is a sticky situation. <laughs> How will it be resolved, Matt? <laughs> uh, I assume he's going to have to. They won't. They won't think any different of him until they meet up with him again, and he'll have to explain himself that all the cops are dirty. Do you think he's going to save like Foggy's life at some point, like he did with Karen, and then Foggy's going to be like, oh, "I like the mask. He's a he's a bang up fella." He'll probably save them both. They'll both be in trouble at the same time. Okay. What if he has to choose between saving Foggy or Karen? Mm, Easy choice. (laughs) Every time. What? Save the lady every time. But Foggy's his best friend. He's he's his bro. I guess Foggy's basically a lady. (laughs) Why is Foggy a lady? He has shiny lady hair. He's got yeah. shiny lady hair, yes. <laughs> he could put it up in pigtails if he wanted. He could, he'd look adorable. Oh, 
Oh. And maybe if he had his hair in pigtails, maybe I would laugh at his quips. Maybe. <laughs> oh God, Clip. For all the wrong reasons. Season two. Season two. <laughs> yes. Grow his hair even longer, so he can put it in pigtails for. Is he going to start wearing dresses too? <laughs> only, only if Karen dies. He's going to start wearing her dresses. Thinking, thinking that he's Karen, he's going to do like a Norman Bates. Is that what you're saying? Foggy, <laughs> you're, the, Foggy you're the new secretary. <laughs> he's going to try and trick Matt. And think, <laughs> and Karen's skeleton in a closet. Ah! <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, Matt, it's really me, Karen. Feel my face. <laughs> Feel my face. Oh, you're very stubbly, Karen. I know. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. Um, so Matt is trying to lift the grate, Claire rings him, and Matt tells Claire that she was right about him, and it sounds like he feels that he might not make it out alive. And then Vladimir suddenly helps, and they escape. But I like that Vladimir is kind of like, because Vladimir's whole thing is, this isn't the way I die. You know, he's going to die on his own terms. I, I love Vladimir in this episode. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. This isn't where I die. I die five minutes from now. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you were going to die either lying there on the floor like uh, like that, or, like, gunning down corrupt cops being a mm-hmm. badass, I'd gun that. And then to be resuscitated by the Ninja Turtles, I'd choose that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like I like that he he switched sides kind of. Well, I think he just wanted revenge on Fisk is all it was really. Yeah, I don't, I don't he cared about. Yeah, guy. I don't think he's on Matt's side at all. He thinks Matt's just as bad as Fisk, you know. Right. And him, he's like you're you're basically going to turn into me. So, um, but I feel like so. Do you think because Matt obviously by the looks of it does get out of this alive? Do you think? him and Claire are going to reconcile and rekindle their possible love? Uh, Probably. It is TV. (laughs) I shouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. Advise against it. I would advise against it. She is still yet to meet Luke Cage and Iron Fist. You know, she's got options. Oh, there was an actual (laughs) thing earlier where um, Matt was talking to Fisk, and I think Matt says something like, Oh, this says something like you're playing at being a hero, and then Matt says others will take my place. They'll see what I'm trying to do and everything. And I was like, defenders, defenders. Ah, yes, yeah, it did make me excited. Uh, So the police find Sullivan. Um, This is where it would play uh, my immortal, and they find him still alive. (laughs) And they say Officer Sullivan is dead. That's, I mean, that must be horrible. He's only been on the job. Because he's he's seen too much. What did he see? He didn't see anything out of the normal. Um, He didn't see any corruption. He didn't, but maybe, well, they don't know. No, that they're, just try, they're trying to make Daredevil look bad. They're just trying to add to Daredevil's body yes, count. Yeah. 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 And they, he might have seen something. He might have overheard something. We don't know. So they've just got to cover the tracks, really, haven't they? Um, yeah. But so I feel so bad for him. They could have attempted to pay him off first. Oh, but he's an honest guy. Yeah, and it's pretty it's pretty horrifying that he he actually announces over the radio officer Sullivan is dead and then kills him. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like what 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 oh, oh. am I that bad? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate me? Oh, I'm still alive. Look, <laughs> I'm not <Sorry>. dead. <laughs> I'm not dead. I'm here alive. I feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to sing the song. I am not dead yet. I can dance and I can sing. I am not dead yet. I can do the Highland Fling. <laughs> uh, Vladimir gives Matt the name Leland Owsley. Yes. Uh, yeah. 
And then Vladimir decides to uh, to stay and basically kill as many of the crap cops as possible. And Matt does a little kick, kicks the door open, and walks away while Vladimir waits for the rush uh, for the police and sings in Russian. So we've had singing in, in Mandarin and singing in Russian so far. Yay. That was an awesome kick, too. It was such a good kick. I think it was probably Chris <laughs> Brewster and not Charlie Cox. It was nice pretty awesome. job. Yeah, yeah. And that's the end of the episode with Matt walking away like a badass while yep. there's sound of gunfire in the background. Wouldn't they have been deaf from all the gunfire in the uh, tunnels? You'd think so, <laughs> because of the the the, um, the sound reverberating. But not, not to mention all the ricochet. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, maybe not. Maybe if they were rubber bullets, <laughs> they'd be like pew 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 pew, dong 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 dong. I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> physics. I don't know how physics work. We should, guys. We should uh, dub over a, an episode of Daredevil. Yes, We have we have been asked about doing a commentary. Let's yeah. do there's it. a particular episode you oh. want to do, then let me know. We could do a commentary. We could do I'm the last for the musical. <laughs> we could we could do our own musical version. No, because yeah. Mike, if I have Michael on, he'll just be going, "Die, Foggy, die, die." <laughs> Every time he walks on screen, you'll just hear, "Die, die." Well, I think the only reason he looks so bad is the rest of the show is so good and everybody else is so good in it that his weakness is really glaring at times. Oh, I just I don't see it. <laughs> I really oh, don't. Well, Robin, you're a fanboy. <laughs> it's not even that. It's just so, it, maybe it's just because I'm not so super critical about things. I think it's. I think it's. I don't. I, maybe I don't think as hard about it. I don't know. Or examine. I don't as much. Well, I also don't like quippy characters in general. So yeah. that, that could be a problem. The sidekicks, you mean? Yeah, I, I don't really like anything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe except for Daredevil. So. <laughs> I'm so happy at that because you like Daredevil. That makes me happy. But no, I think Daredevil's fantastic because it's way different than the other mm-hmm. stuff, which is Sweet. just like quippy and all that kind of stuff that I don't really enjoy that much. So you, are you then, are you excited for like the rest of the Netflix shows? Because I don't know how much you know yeah, about the I, other characters. Uh, they're more uh, grounded. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. if it keeps the same tone, yeah. Definitely. I think I can agree, Michael, because I, as I've said, like the grounded characters the most. That's why like, I like Daredevil. Did you like Blade? Um, the, I find, yeah, I, find I you, remember. It was so long ago. Uh, <laughs> I find the Blade movies are a little bit in the tone of Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the first one and the third one for some reason. I don't know why I only remember the second those. one's good. Well, Blade's yeah, like a character yeah, that you would yeah. kind of pop up with the sort of, you know, with the street level characters, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Ground, um, like Ghost Rider, although I'm not a big Ghost Rider fan, and Moon Knight. And oh, if we got Moon Knight turn up, I'd die of happiness. Um, but it looks like they're definitely expanding because, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of talk oh. about bringing the Punisher in, which would be amazing. And if they could, I think they could do a really interesting series on Moon Knight because he's a fascinating character. Mm. He's a badass and I love him. So now it's time. I hope you've uh, been saving your appetites, guys, because now it's time for Tasty Tasty Easter eggs. I'm full. Mm-hmm. Well, there's not that many this week, so it won't ruin your appetite. So don't you can worry. share, Matt. Yeah. Matt will we'll have them. They're only wafer thin. It's a wafer thin Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I hope you don't explode all over me. <laughs> 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 then you could sit in his chest cavity like a nice country <laughs> <laughs> Um, So the first one is that the news uh, station that turns up um, 
is w- is is yeah and April O'Neil's there. No, it's WHIH, which is a fictional news organisation, and they have previously shown up in Iron Man 2, Incredible Hulk, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ah. Um, so, uh, Matt emptying the gun and grabbing the stick is like a little nod to his weapon of choice in the comics, which is the Billy Club. When's he going um, to what? When's he going to start using those? Um, uh, episode... What episode are we on? <laughs> episode 9. I didn't completely pull that out of the air at all. Episode 9. Okay. He starts using them, yeah. All right, I'm going to um, hold you to it. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You missed it, Matt. It was episode 3. What? Yeah. yeah. Already happened. He's been yeah. using invisible sticks this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, it's actually the next episode. It's the next episode, Matt. Okay. He gets them, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Uh, another one. On Ben Urich's wall, um, we have Vladimir is the Jack of Clubs, Anatoly is the Jack of Spades, the Yakuza is the Jack of uh, Diamonds, and Question Mark is the King of Diamonds. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, there's some other cards as well, but those were the main ones. Um, and then my favourite Easter egg of the episode is the sniper who's on the roof. I don't know how close you guys got to have a look at this mysterious sniper. Was it Hawkeye? <laughs> It, it was Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Wasn't he fully kitted out in, like, uh, an outfit? Like, you can see he his face or anything. He you? was in a police outfit. You couldn't see his face. But um, eagle-eyed fans have spotted that in his bag, when he opens it, is either a... It's either, like, an insignia or something, but it's definitely, like, an ace of spades from a card, a playing card. Hmm. And as he's a sniper, that could be that that is our first appearance of Bullseye. <gasps> Which would be amazing, um, because Bullseye is the closest to a Joker that Daredevil has. Is John Patrick Hayden listed in the credits? Oh, wouldn't it be awesome if John Patrick Hayden, like, he took his helmet <laughs> off the end, it's like, it's me! <laughs> it's your dad, ha <laughs> So that Bullseye. is potentially the first ever <laughs> Or he took his helmet off and rubbed his, his forehead like a nipple. Like he oh, oh, no. <laughs> Don't ever say that again. I hate that. <laughs> so now it's time for quotes. I'm going to let our guest go first. Michael? Uh, okay, I'll only use part of the uh, scene, but I, I liked Claire's part of it the best when she's like, it's not as easy as it looks in the movies, you know. <laughs> when, uh, right before he's about to cauterize the wound. I like the next one as well, which is, I don't really like go to the movies. I like records, though. I like <laughs> uh, Robin? That sounds pretty bad, but I don't speak, asshole. <laughs> I like that. that was mine. I have no quotes left. Oh, no. <laughs> you want one of mine? Okay, can anybody I'll spare just... a cup of quotes? <laughs> uh, let me have a look. Uh, okay, I'm going to whisper it to you, Matt, and then you can say it. Okay, you ready? Okay. Uh, okay, letting the police do their jobs, that's what I pay them for, isn't it? Okay, Matt, do you have any quotes? <laughs> Letting the police do their jobs. That's what I pay them for, isn't it? <laughs> that was, that was a, a very good Wilson Fisk impression. <laughs> uh, Mel, do you have any quotes? Yes, the very first one. <laughs> I did love that, actually. I only really found that amusing this time I watched it. I've never really loved it before. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, Except he said frigging move. No, he said fucking. No, he said fucking. I thought he no, said. No, he said frigging. He did. I did he? Right. No, yeah. he said 
fucking. I don't think so. Yeah, I, 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 his mouth said fucking, but his his <laughs> ER said freaking. I heard fucking because I, I wasn't even really looking at the screen. Your mouth <laughs> says fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Mel just both automatically think. Have we heard yeah. anyone use the F word in this show? Uh, I don't think so. so. I don't think they do it. Hmm. It's like we do have one or two F bombs. I don't know. Maybe we don't. This show is obviously for children, so you've got to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to keep it clean, for sure. Here's a quote that I liked, which was It's Matt and Vladimir that wasn't very smart, but it was fun. Watch it, you bleed. <laughs> hey, Claire. I love your Russian accent. I have another quote in, Ru- in a Russian accent, if you would yes. like it, which is another Vladimir quote that I like because the moment you put on mask, you get into cage with animals. Animals don't stop fighting, not until one of them is dead. <laughs> Claire, can I call you Natasha now? <laughs> of course, I have the red hair as well. <laughs> and of course, you have the awesome quote, which is, I'd like to speak to the man in the mask, please. <laughs> I like how he says, please. <laughs> no, oh. I have more. Um, think that, uh, Problems are just opportunities that haven't presented themselves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then there's, um, say your name, you first. <laughs> they have a Batman off in that scene. I then, go lower with my voice. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, your part ends tonight. And if that's true, others will take my place. They'll see what I was trying to do and they'll make sure. No, they won't. The city will burn you in effigy. Your name, your very existence will be met with aberrance and disgust. Do it. Mm-hmm. Fucking yeah. Kingpin's a badass. So when I heard Vincent D'Onofrio's case as Kingpin, like I watched obviously the first few episodes he's not in. And for some reason I had in my mind Vincent Gallo. <laughs> he would be awesome on, as well, though. He'd be creepy in a different way. He pops up on screen, and I'm like, wow, what the hell happened to him? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it took me, like, a few minutes. I'm like, oh, shit, that's the wrong guy. <laughs> Kingpin's a badass when he's not afraid of his business partners or girls. <laughs> he's not afraid of them. Uh, oh, I just, okay. We're going to do feedback now, guys. Uh, we've got Be Scared of Girls, by the way, Matt. Well, I'm scared yeah. of you. But... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I am Mel, Mel Gow. is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I am Melon Gow, after all. <laughs> yeah, even the kingpin's scared of Mel. <laughs> right. She makes me build iPads night and day. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she blinded you and makes you pack her heroin. <laughs> <laughs> pack my heroin. <laughs> it's just you and the two cats on an assembly line. <laughs> Heroin all day and night. <laughs> they do the night shift. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's time for feedback. We've got an email from Heidi. Does someone want to read it? I can do it. It's in the Skype window. Hey, guys. So if we didn't know it before, the police are most definitely in Fisk's pocket. They're blatantly shooting people. Wait, i got to reread that. They're blatantly <laughs> shooting people! <laughs> Matt really has no idea of the intricate system Fisk has put in place. The Russians, the Chinese, the cops, the press. He's got everyone in his pockets! <laughs> I feel bad for Fisk. does have big pockets because he wears big suits. He does. Do you think he, like, sews in extra pockets himself? <laughs> I feel like he would have sewing skills. I think he would. Yeah. 
I, I, he used to live on a farm. I mean, he's got to have some basic skills going on. <laughs> I feel bad for Foggy and Karen, always worrying about where Matt White might be. I mean, there were several episodes. Oh, several. I mean, there were several explosions. He could have been caught in any of them. And yes, Matt, the city will definitely believe that the man in the mask is behind those bombings. Fisk doesn't even have to try that hard to pin that on you. Matt has the fighting skills and the good intentions, but he can't think like a criminal mastermind because he has a good heart. I think he'll have to be really put to the test in order to beat Fisk. Another good episode. Until next time, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. I agree. I think he doesn't think about that because he can't think that way. Maybe he will have to in order to beat the kingpin. Yeah, it seems like he's going to have to change his plan now that he's had contact with him. Mm-hmm. Or his lack of plan. Yeah, his lack of plan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he'll have to get Karen and Foggy to start assembling iPads now. <laughs> oh, that's when he burns Foggy's eyes out. And- <laughs> If if our previous uh, feedback giver Fia heard you say that, Michael, she would cry because she loves Eldon Henson. She I'm would sorry. cry over his pretty pretty eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a uh, feedback via Twitter as well. Um, Robin, do you want to read this? It's really short, obviously, because it's a tweet. I've just put it in Skype. Uh, sure. Um, that episode was as bad as the last episode was good. Four out of ten budget saving bottle shows. Uh, that tweet is from Wet Blanket. I'm sorry, it was uh, Matt A. Matt, a. Matt, Matt the third. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. I don't think I. I can kind of understand why he didn't like it, but I don't really consider this a bottle episode oh, because, no. like, obviously a bottle episode to save on money, but the they have a lot of effects in this episode, and they have a lot of um, cast and crew, obviously, because there's all the extras. That you know what I mean? Like a bottle episode, usually you'd have very little casting crew, isn't that it? You know, and you just film in one yeah. location and try and save on money. I don't feel like that's the case for just this one. it's set in one location doesn't mean, like, it's just solely to save money. It also could be because it's very tense. He's being held in a, a situation. Yeah. There's cops about to kill him. I, anyway. Yeah, and they were, and they went to the hospital, and they went to the uh, caravan. <laughs> or what? The caravan. <laughs> the caravan of courage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you mean the exposition mobile? The expedition, exposition mobile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt uh, made up though for his uh, his hatred of this episode by writing us a beautiful haiku. Um, and I, I love that he sends us a haiku every week. Shall I shall I read this one in a Russian accent for you, Mel? Yes, please. Okay. This is our about this week's episode. Shadows, yellow lights. We speak in husky whispers, and all are condemned. <gasps> Thanks, Matt. Thanks. Yes, thank you. Was it Matt A that said he didn't like action movies that much? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why he didn't like this episode. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. It's very action. He wants a good court episode. <laughs> he did like the court episode. Yeah, we have not <laughs> Uh, we haven't uh, had too much court time. Yeah, there hasn't yet. been too, too much lawyering, I guess. And I like the lawyering. I like the lawyering. And we have a voicemail as well, which I've sent to you, Robin. Yes. Here we go. This is from Woo. 
I thought this episode was okay. I didn't think it was one of the best episodes of the season, but it did move the story forward in terms of Fisk and Daredevil and even Ben Yurik's involvement. And I did like the scenes when they were in complete darkness and the interactions between the Russian and Daredevil being trapped in the warehouse. Two things, Mel. I need to send you back your sweater that says Foggy Nelson greater than sign Steve Rogers. I'm a foggy <laughs> type of gal. Claire, could you please email me Madden Mel's physical address so I can send that back to And another thing. I thought about this during the initial watch of the episode when the episodes first debuted on Netflix and in my rewatch, but I can't seem to get my thoughts succinctly correct or right. So to help me, please welcome Saturday Night Live city correspondent Stepan. <laughs> hi. Hi. Thank you, Wu. Um... All I have to say is, and Wu and I discussed this, if you're looking for a great place to go in Hell's Kitchen, Hell's Kitchen's hottest club is called Squish. Not Squish. Squish. This place has everything. Phil Coulson's illegitimate twin sister Phyllis Coulson, a cult of albino white guys who want to be Nick Fury so they spike out their own eyes, brain faggots, spotted dicks, podcast hosts that turn into embryos who somehow turn into Howard the Duck, and dwarf rainbow whiplashes. Excuse me, Stefan, what is a dwarf rainbow whiplash? It's that thing where a dwarf puts on a rainbow afro wig and puts two pieces of black licorice in one in each hand and they go, you lose stock, you lose stock. <laughs> Do you have any other suggestions, Stefan? <laughs> that's not really your scene and you really need some help, you might want to try Ultron Daddy Issues Anonymous. Located where Eric Solvik's hair used to be. This place is in Queens, and you know I like Queens, and this place has everything. Hollowed out P PlayStation 4s, hollowed out Xbox Ones, iPads. Old, old school Nintendo GameCubes that can turn into Optimus Prime. Oh, Ultron's singing songs from Glee. <laughs> manufacturing of metal legs is that one guy in Guardians of the Galaxy lost his leg. Thank you, Stefan. Thank you. I actually have a question for you involving Jessica Jones. I'm sorry if I'm going too long here. Do you think it's possible that Sharon Carter, even though even though we've not learned her last name, Emily Van Camp's character from Captain America the Winter Soldier could be trying to bring the team of defenders together together on behalf of Shield. And if that's the case, do you think Jessica Jones could reference a past with Black Widow where Widow stole her ex one of her ex boyfriends and that's one of the reasons why she quit being a crime fighter? I want to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Thanks. I love the podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks, <Amazing. laughs> That was amazing. I feel like okay. the middle of that episode was like, you know that, that 
boat trip tunnel scene in Willy Wonka. I felt like oh. I was going through that. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> As an aside, this guy sounds like a, a guy that has a YouTube channel in Canada. He does the, he does weather reports. He sounds exactly like him. We, we'll have to send you guys a video. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think it would be, I mean, it would be nice if they did something, you know, with... Uh, Sharon Carter's character in uh, in the films that that tied in, but I I don't know I I the way they're doing it like we said with uh, Claire's character in the in the episodes maybe it's going to be her that brings them kind of I together. I don't think they're going to have any sort of yeah government or official thing tying them to anything. They're just going to mm. going to be a group of friends fighting crime together. Yeah, I I kind of like it if. You know, maybe Claire has... Well, one of the things that that I didn't ask you guys in one of the episodes was, Claire is house-sitting, or was house-sitting for a friend. What if that friend turns out to be Jessica Jones? I would hope she would have a better apartment than that. <laughs> uh, she's only a private investigator. Yeah. She, she's going to be... She, Claire's going to be the Professor X, yeah. <laughs> awesome. I don't know. I, I would kind of like it to be that, and like you said, less tied in. Because I've heard some fans say, oh, we want it to be Coulson, and Coulson shows up, and he gets the defender together. I don't want it to be that organized. I want it to be they're much more, you know, they're not, they're much more sort of loosely connected, you know, and they sort of are just these people. Like they said, you know, like when Matt said in this episode, I'm not trying to be a hero. I'm just a guy who got fed up of people like you. You know, they're not these kind of, I was going to say heroes for hire, but you know that's what they're called in the comics. But they're not this uh, well-known uh, like Avengers team. They're more just these four people that get pissed off with the way things are and just go and fight the bad guys. I'm hoping Jessica will be working in the same building as Matt and you know Matt and Foggy because That'll be of the cool. whole Atlas Atlas Industries. Yeah, I, just, yeah I, I I thought that was a subtle alias nod. Um, and, uh, you know, by then Luke is visiting Jessica, and then, you know, maybe one day Je- uh, Luke brings uh, Danny, you know, and they're I'd all like, in the same building. I'd like Luke to, like, Matt to defend Luke in court. I think that would be cool. Yeah. I like a way to tie it in. But we wouldn't even have to have them in, like, Matt and Foggy in the episode that much. And also, like, the thing about them being in the same building, it would be cool if in episode one of Jessica Jones, she is going to her new office for alias investigations and walks past a door that's in the same building and you can see it says on it the little, you know, the little paper sign that says Nelson and Murdoch. Right. That would be cool. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Anyway, thanks for the feedback, everyone. We love hearing from you all. Wu has told you all to step up your game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you must meet the challenge. <laughs> uh, so now it's time for scores. And I'm going to invite our guests to go first. Michael, you may right. score the foggy uh, scenes if you like, and then score the non-foggy scenes, and then take an average if you'd like to. <laughs> <I think> so. <laughs> well, I, I will judge it based on the series as a whole. So okay. I, w- I would give this a uh, seven beautiful stab wounds in the side of foggies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> based off, because uh, there's been better ones, and there will be better ones, spoiler alert, but... Uh, I, I thought it was solid, and it kind of changes Matt's mindset of what he's doing. So I, I like how it, it makes that turn, and I, and I thought it was pretty good overall. Cool, uh, Robin. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like the episode. Um, did I have any sort of criticisms against it? Maybe, maybe a little on Matt's powers. Um, 
it, it seemed to be a little muddy this episode. Mm-hmm. But I really like that it's just that tense, you know, stuck in a building surrounded by um, corrupt police officers, and we have a whole, like, enemy mind situation going on where Matt is trying to talk Vladimir to giving up uh, what he knows about uh, the Kingpin. Um, I, I really dug it a lot. Um, yeah, I don't... I, I suppose that I wish there could have been more of, uh, you know, Matt, uh, excuse me, Foggy and Karen, you know, because they're part of the show as well. Um, so, yeah, I would, I, I would say probably uh, I'm going to put this more on the low end of my normal ratings, and I'll say uh, uh, a 9 out of 10. Uh, <laughs> That's like giving. That's like giving it a one. Okay. Uh, nine out of ten. Um, cops yelling, "Show me your hands!" Who possibly dead bodies laying on the floor? Thank <laughs> you. Um, what? Uh, I like this one a lot. I don't mind bottle episodes if you could call this a bottle episode. It usually gives gives us more time to focus on character interactions. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like the dirty cops. And like I liked King, Kingpin getting the upper hand, and I liked that Vladimir kind of turned around and helped Matt out and stuff. Um, I'll give it a eight point five out of ten. Mveshumvez. What? Whatever, whatever Vladimir mumbled. Gordon Shumway. I hope he doesn't eat cats. Oh, no. Vladimir definitely eats cats. He probably does. Well, he was the Yes. What? Protect your cat. I know, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to make them a little daredevil outfit so that they can protect their, their skin, their precious, precious skin. Yeah, kitties. Yes. What would you like to um, rate this episode? Oh, me? Um, uh, minimal foggy. Yay! <laughs> the fight scenes were good. Uh, I like Vladimir and I don't like the mumblies. Just always the mumblies. I don't like them. <laughs> No, I, want, I want to like I like want to post a video of uh, Dustin Hoffman in the Dick Tracy movie or on the group where he played Mumbles and he's just like oh, did he actually mumble? Yes. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> he really did. Amazing. I've never seen that movie. I'm gonna um, post it. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Uh, poor man's post-its. Oh. <laughs> Um, and I, yeah, I really like this episode. I uh, have a couple of issues with it. I, um, I, well, one of the things I, I do love is that I like that it, um, it has, it gives Fisk the upper hand, and I like that it is a power sort of struggle between the, the two of them throughout the, se- the series. Um, and he really outwits Matt in this episode. Um, Matt's lo- kind of lucky to get away. And, um, but Matt's powers, yeah, I I don't like the way they're written in this episode. I'm a bit like, oh, you know, they could have easily done something about it by just having him investigate that room for, you know, a few seconds. Um, I wish there was a bit more Foggy and Karen as well, because I love them. Ben Urich is awesome in this episode. He's badass. I love it. And I love Vladimir. And I... I get really, like, invested in his and Anatoly's story. <laughs> like, in the last one, I was like, oh, you know, with the sort of relationship between the two brothers, I really enjoy it. I think the actors do a really great job. So I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 exposition mobiles. 
I kind of agree. I wish they hadn't been killed off so quickly because I kind of did enjoy them. Yeah, I really like them. Yeah. It gives an average of 8.1 for the episode. Cool. Yay. Awesome. So now it is time to pimp our guest, Michael. We're going to pimp you out. Who wants this little piece of meat here? (laughs) Sounds good. Hey, ladies. How much, how much? (laughs) Two bucks. <laughs> where, where can people find you, Michael? If they want to check out more of your sultry tones, um, you can find me. Uh, oh, at the uh, Skyromatic Podcast, which is yeah. my fiefdom of podcasting. Where I really I, like your artwork, Fat Podcast. I don't know where you yes, got it. Uh, maybe awesome. somebody I know drew that. Possibly. Oh, I don't know who that would have been. Hmm. <laughs> and at the uh, Chatterbox Podcast, ChatterboxPodcast.com. Which is the the best podcast ever. Oh, that's right. Mikhail was on last week, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. I generally make fun of Michaela, so listen to that. (laughs) (laughs) She says some awkward things, and then I press her on it. (laughs) (laughs) And then you laugh in her face like Madame Gao laughs in the face of Wilson Fisk. (laughs) And I throw fans at her, too. (laughs) (laughs) And you have ninja fights. (laughs) It's like year kung fu every episode. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. On the foggy list episode. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, is amazing, but that's the one you pick. Um, completely at random. Uh, so now it's time to pimp my co-host. Co-host, have you been up to anything you want to pimp this week? Oh, what haven't we been up to? Five bucks for Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Five bucks. As high as I'm going. Wow, that's <laughs> double what you were going to pay for Michael. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Mel. Uh, well, I don't know what I should pimp. Uh, <laughs> because, well, I don't want to steal away from... Wait, no, we don't have to pimp ourselves. Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> you Mel's, can do it. Mel, Mel, too many. I'm broken. Um, I am still quite relatively new. Yeah. <laughs> use this uh, I don't know how long I can use this excuse for, though. Yeah. Hooplecast, <laughs> uh, Deadwood Podcast. And uh, What We Make Podcast, that's all things Terminator, and Twin Peaks Podcast. Yeah, awesome. The greatest podcast ever. And Robin, is there anything you want to pimp this week? Um, yeah, I mean, besides uh, being on the iZombie podcast and having a good time with that, um, I also guested on the uh, the Hooplecast this week and had a good time chit-chatting away with... Uh, uh, these fine folks, uh, as well as Matt A and Carol about, uh, um, the, uh, very famous, uh, Kristen Bell episode. So, <laughs> um, check that out. It'll probably be out, um, in a week and, uh, it'll probably be about three hours long. <laughs> I love that that, 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 that podcast is so long though, cause it's good to listen to at work. Robin, Robin, Robin. I apologize. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) And I have nothing to pimp this week apart from um, our interview with John Patrick Hayden is now available to listen to. It came out between last week's episode and us recording this week. And it was so much fun. And it's a really good interview. And uh, and he was uh, very, very generous with his time because he's very busy uh, in rehearsals for his new project. So, yeah, please check it out. 
If you want to contact us at the podcast, you can email us. us uh, you can email us. You can email us at defenderspod at gmail.com. And please keep sending haikus. Send love letters. Send voicemails. What else can people send? Send, send us your cats. We can eat them. No. Send us... Uh, <laughs> um, turning into elf. <laughs> yes. Ah, I'm going furry. Uh, yeah, just send us thoughts on the episodes, whatever you want, really. Uh, you can tweet us at DefendersPod. And again, when I say you can tweet us, I mean tweet me. It's just me. Um, and you can also go to our Facebook group. Just search for The Defenders Podcast. So next week, guys, is episode seven, Stick. Stick. Any predictions? Obviously, apart from when I said that this is when he gets his, his Billy Club, okay, known as his stick, that's the only thing. <laughs> what do you guys think might happen in this episode? Well, I feel like there will be a mysterious figure from uh, Nightmare Cross <laughs> Past that will come back. Is it going to be a flashback, or is he going to show up in modern day, though? I assume it'll be a flashback, but then why wouldn't he be using sticks anymore if he met stick before? I don't know. Maybe he just trains him. He doesn't teach them the secret of the stick. <laughs> the secret of the stick? I want that to be a movie name. <laughs> it's like the secret of the ooze, but it's the stick. <laughs> yes, I know! That's what... Daredevil, Daredevil 2, the secret of the stick. Oh! I love it. I think Foggy's going to enroll into an elite gymnastics program run by uh, Jeff Bridges, and he's going to be very rebellious. Okay. Oh, wait, that's stick it. Never mind. Is he uh, going to take over as Daredevil, then? <laughs> happened in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> to be Daredevil exactly. in the comics. Yeah. Um, I'm really hoping we don't hear anything about, um, you know, Matt's uh, destiny <laughs> or anything like that, <laughs> where some sort of supernatural thing gets involved with Daredevil. It's mm-hmm. uh, not needed. Okay. Michael, do you have any predictions? Obviously, having not seen this episode before. Yeah, I've never seen it, so I'm going to predict uh, Wilson Fisk. <laughs> No, I can't predict anything. I've seen it. <laughs> like, I'm not going to predict either because I've seen it like five times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so please join us next week when we cover stick. Oh, I know what's going to happen. What? Matt's going Matt's to trip over a stick and spend the episode in the hospital. <laughs> in the same room? God. Oh, God. They're going to be in beds next to each other holding hands. Oh. And Matt gets suicide from being so bored to death by five <laughs> 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 So mean. So mean. Uh, so, Michael's going to obviously take us out with an ex- Excelsior this week. Ah, don't take us out. <laughs> you give up. Buy, buy, give up. Buy some Excelsior bullets at us. Wait, what am I supposed to do? Uh, we would like you to, to, to say the word Excelsior in which, oh, uh, whichever yeah. way you would like, in the, in the style of a, 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 a Russian dying gangster or whatever you like. Oh, okay. Let's see. Uh, Excelsior. <laughs> that was a great, great king pin. <laughs> Speaking like of the, Excelsior, yeah. uh, when uh, we, wish, we watched Avengers, uh, when Stan Lee said that, yes. Mel burst out laughing. <laughs> yeah, in the theater, like, yeah. I was the only one that laughed out loud. <laughs> I thought you would like that moment, Mel. It's great. probably like, I finally get <laughs> But I like that he's, like, a little bit drunk, so it's more like, Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if any of you actually listened to the interview that was posted, you know, since we recorded or whatever, um, but uh, since nobody said Excelsior at the end, I put actual Stanley saying Excelsior. Yes, it's awesome. <laughs> was it actually so, Sorry? No. 
No, I was like, why am I, why am I getting it all of a sudden? It's like, just his catchphrase. Yes, I thought maybe you were confused about why we were saying it. Well, I don't know. Real, I haven't heard anybody <laughs> on the show say it yet. <laughs> we have. We have. But we're not in the show yet. <laughs> That's going to be in a few weeks' time. Yeah. When you manage to leap into the show. Like oh. Mike TV leapt into the TV in Willy Wonka, bringing it full circle back to Willy Wonka, guys. Thank you, thank you. And with that, we're gonna Excelsior out. Excelsior out. <laughs> thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail dot com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook dot com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter, at DefendersPod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!